Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome. This is I Only Like You. I'm here. I'm Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. Hello. Sam is in her arms. He is our special guest today. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be saying much though. Sam's our little cat. Little, um, what do we say, little? <laughs> uh, we've had uh, another big week. Well, we had a big last night, actually. <laughs> when you say we've had a big night, it sounds like, oh, we're partying, we're drinking, we're out in the town. We got home at like nine o'clock. <laughs> we went out, which is what we don't normally do. We went out of the house. <laughs> um, we saw Swiss Army Man, the new Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano movie last night. It was very weird. So now he's got some thoughts about it. I have many thoughts <laughs> we'll and get to feelings. Um, first off, annoying us this week and last night actually, is when people don't know how to move in crowds. Why don't they, Sine? I don't know. I like to think I'm quite good in crowds. I wasn't saying you in particular. <laughs> I thought you might have some oh, insight. Some insight. I don't know. It's like another brain that people have. I don't understand why people have such little awareness of others in environments where there are millions of other people around. For context, last night we went to the E Street Markets here in Brisbane. So it's like a it's like a little festival sort of thing. Um, yeah, how would you describe it? It's like lots of food, like stalls, food, I guess. Food van sort of festival, kind of. Yeah. It's on every weekend. At night. And it's not the hugest area, really. It's not. You kind of like pay entry to go into this area, and then there's like um, stalls and vans and food places, I guess. There's a bit of live music and stuff. stuff. Yeah. And you wander around through, and it's very popular and very busy. And we struggled a lot with the people. (laughs) I don't think it was the fact that there were a lot of people there, I think it was the fact that none of them knew how to be in a crowd. They would stop in the middle like when we're all walking in one direction just stop in the middle of the aisle they turn into you run into you and I'm a little person right (laughs) I can appreciate that maybe someone who's taller than me might not notice but just have a bit of awareness to your surroundings you know and then you've got people sitting on the edge with their legs stretched out into the walkway and something I thought I wasn't so sure about, is people who there was limited seating and tables, right? People who were sitting at the seats and tables who weren't eating or had finished eating. If that was me, we ate our food, we got up straight away so someone else could have that table. I just feel like a bit of, you know, compassion here, a bit of a bit of give instead of all the take going on, Lonnie. I agree. It um, doesn't seem right. They should be shot. I know, I know. Um, 
a lot of like people walking around and they like see something they like or like want to go somewhere else and they just stop and move like right in front of you. Like the system going here, we're all following each other. Right. If you need to get out of the, get out of the flow, do it properly, you know. And then your small expedition to go from one area to the donut van turns into bloody dodging and weaving all these crazy people that just stop in the middle. And then, oh, we're trying to look at one menu, trying to look at another menu. You can't move around the whole crowds. People don't know how to line up. I just felt so frustrated that it's such, I just feel like it's such a simple concept to, if you want to stop, move out of the way. Or if you want to sit down, maybe don't be all stretched out in everyone else's business. But for some reason, all the people that didn't know how to do that were at the markets last <laughs> night. <laughs> It's annoying that in some parts there's just not enough room and so the area where people line up or wait for their food is also the walkway. That's true, so actually. The place, yeah, the places where they actually had like a roped off little um, area for, they were for better. that, that was good. Yeah. Because I thought like, oh, oh no, it's going to take ages, but actually because of the line system, it actually, it actually was quite works, good. Right? I feel like, yeah, maybe maybe it's too small of the, or they've got too many places for there to be enough of a walkway and yeah, a line. Yeah. Like it's just all quite squishy. It kind of puts you off there, really. The yeah. other thing that really put us off was the price. Yeah, it was a bit expensive. Ridiculously expensive. And I guess it's a treat sort of thing. You don't go there every night or whatever, but still. Ten, was it $4 for a small Nutella-filled, in inverted commas, donut, <laughs> which tasted like... A shittier version of a Donut King donut with a teaspoon of Nutella. That was awful. We're used to Donut Time. Which is amazing. If you would like to sponsor us Donut Time, we are very <laughs> open <laughs> to sponsorship deals from you. Well, you already put advertised for them on I know. Instagram. I know. I bought like six this week. <laughs> I just don't, there's, there wasn't a lot of value for money last night at all. But like, you know, where else are you going to go? You know, because you're there. Yeah. You already paid money to get in there. You're going to have to spend money somewhere that's true it's a cool experience though like there's lots of different um cultures there and lots of different types mm. of food things that we've never really had before which was kind of interesting yeah but i think the lack of value for money coupled with the awful experience of being in a crowd mm -hmm. wasn't the most enjoyable no i think if it was a bit bigger we would have liked it more because it could have spread out a bit but I guess that's maybe part of the fun is that it's like yeah. all there together. And it's like we were there at the very beginning a couple of years ago when it, before it was Eat Street. Yeah, we were. Of, so we have, haven't been back since. They but. had like a film festival starting there and they had like a, what was it Container Fest? Is that what it was called or yeah, something like that? Yeah, Containerville or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which was kind of the start of Eat Street, but then it, now it's become a big market thing that mm. happens in the, oh, getting swiped. <laughs> Sam's down. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was cool to go. Like it's, it's a popular thing. I think, though, we're not the kind of people that would enjoy, like, festivals or big, you know, crowd events like that either. Mm. So maybe it's partly we don't like that environment of, like, having to shove and push people and, you know. Well, as I said to you when we were there last night, I don't mind, like, big um, concerts, like, you know, like a, um, a theatre, although, like, when people are sitting down properly and, like, you know, it's the, it's the messiness, the hustle and bustle. People don't yeah. know where they're going sort of thing. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest time at Eat Street, but it was cool experiencing it, I think. I'm glad that we went to, like, give it a go. And we did get a really great park. So. We were lucky, actually. We got yeah. a good park. 
and we didn't have to line up too long for our food. No. So really, we're complaining about the smallest We are. <laughs> Although I had the most amazing crepe. I think the crepe place was the best okay. that we went to. Claude's, Mrs. Claude's, I think it was called. Oh, I don't know. They had one at Hamilton and one at New Farm. Yeah. And it's like French-style crepes and they did savoury ones. So you got a savoury chicken one, which was, mm-hmm. I thought, really yummy. Pretty yummy. And then I got a Nutella and salted caramel duo. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had, so you had dessert good. dinner basically, didn't you? <laughs> I got two desserts. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Sorry. We all knew I was going to get two desserts, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, not too bad, but could be better. That's what I'll say. <laughs> so eat straight. If you're listening. If you're listening. <laughs> All right. Before we went to the markets, though, we went and saw uh, Swiss Army Man, also known as Daniel Radcliffe as the Fighting Corpse movie. <laughs> it is. That's what it's called. People, people, oh, really? People know what it is that. Okay. Well, you go and ask the one where Daniel Radcliffe's the Fighting Corpse. So I had no idea that that was what it was going to be. What did you think it was about? That's the, like the one thing I knew about it. Really? Yeah. I knew that it was Paul Dano on an island yeah. and then Daniel Radcliffe came and he was maybe a bit special. Yeah. And they like were friends. You didn't know about the fighting. I didn't know about the fluffing <laughs> like, at all. The fluffing. We're going to have to mention it because people are going <laughs> to. Quick disclaimer. I will not be using the very crass term for flatulence, otherwise known as. Say it. I can't. No, you say the bad word. Farting. <laughs> it's not a bad word. As a child, we were not allowed to use that word. It was seen as quite crass. So in our family, we call that fluffing. Okay? And Lonnie thinks this is hilarious. But Does your dad call it fluffing or farting? Fluffing. Even, we even all your call dad it fluffing. Hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's the term for it. Mum, Dad. I thought you'd grow out of it by now. Back me up here. I can't call it that. I okay. called it fluffing my whole life. If you look at a spoon and then someone says to you, that's not called a spoon, it's actually a combobulate, <laughs> you wouldn't just start calling it a combobulate, would you? Well, I am now going to call them combobulates. <laughs> I'm never using the S word again. That's <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Okay. So. Anyway, so I didn't know about the fluffing. All right. Well, that's crazy because that's everyone knows about the movie. That's what. Is that why you're so confused throughout the I movie? I think so. When it mm. first happened, I was just like, what mm. is going on? And I'm not adverse to a fluff. You love fluff, really. I. You do fluff sometimes? <laughs> I would like to think that I am the co-creator of the fluff position, a position involving laying on the ground and sticking your bottom in the air to help you pass wind if you have a bellyache. So I'm not adverse to fluffs, is my point. But <laughs> I open up so many questions. <laughs> Just this one. But we had five regular <laughs> podcasts. Now the real weird stuff's coming out. <laughs> anyway, my point is, I didn't know that that was such a thing in the movie. And that's fine if that's a thing. It was just weird. And Okay, we haven't really explained the movie Sorry, yet. Sorry, no. <laughs> We've been distracted by the fluffs <laughs> and the combombulants. <laughs> now the Willy Wonka candies. And 
So Paul Dano in the movie um, is stranded on an island. How great is he, by the way? Just a little aside. Paul Dano is amazing. He's a wonderful actor. We need he? to get that movie with um, him and John Cusack. And yeah, him. Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Oh. One of my favourite movies, I think. He was so good in that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Every movie is great. Please continue. Okay, so Paul Dano's character is stuck on a desert island. Um, he's stranded there. And then um, he's about to kill himself. And then um, a corpse played by Daniel Radcliffe washes up on the beach. And then they um, he's, he has magical powers, basically, including... Um, High-powered flatulence, <laughs> and then they um, extreme fluffs. Yeah, and then they sort of have a you know adventures from there. So yeah, it's not yeah you know, most average movie. Um, it's oh. imagine art house cinema, mm. but then go one further into yeah. the weird territory. It's, it's a bit crazy, but I think like I knew it was going to be crazy because I I know I knew about the fluffs. That was see, the, that was in the trailer. <laughs> I don't know what trailer you saw. You just saw I the other see bit. the fluffs trailer. What? I thought it was going to be a cute, quirky, like, it, friends on desert islands when thing. When it premiered at um, Sundance last year, the stories were, which aren't true apparently. Anyway, the story is that um, everyone walked out because it was all the farts and whatever. And then that, since then it's been known as the Daniel Radcliffe plays a fart corpse. Right. And it's all like, how far has he gone from Harry Potter, you know? Where have I been? I've missed all I, this. I, what do you do with your life? <laughs> Work and stuff, probably. <laughs> Work and study. <laughs> yes. So that's why you kept looking at me during the movie and, and you were shocked and amazed and confused. I wasn't shocked that there were fluffs. Like I liked, there's like a small little point of the movie that we shouldn't be ashamed to fluff because everyone fluffs and it's just a thing, you know. And I like that. But I don't really know why we need a whole feature film to tell us that. And... I don't really understand what the point of it was, and I'm very confused about it all. Did it actually happen? I think it's one of those ones that's going to be studied by, like, people forever. It's going to be a real indie hit and cult hit. Yeah. It's not going to win Best Picture sort of thing, but it's going to become quite well known, I think. So as Lonnie said last night, it's one of those movies where the end goes, did it all happen or was it all in his head? Kind of, yeah. And normally movies like that really piss me off because I feel like... If you get to the end of a feature-length movie, I feel really um, shortchanged as an audience member if it all turns out to be or just a dream or just in his head because I'm like, well, there's no point to us to have watched the last two hours then, you know. There's no point because it didn't actually happen. Um, I didn't feel shortchanged at the end of this. I think I was just just a general confusion. I don't think it was ambiguous, though, at the ending like that. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, well, it wasn't like it wasn't a big ending. I just think the whole story could have been mm. not true. For example, you said a corpse washed up. I didn't realize that he was supposed to be dead. No. <laughs> I thought he like got in an accident or something, or like a plane crash, and was like concussed or something, you know. And then when he couldn't speak, I don't know. I just didn't think that. He was supposed to be dead. I thought he was just special, like autistic or something the whole time. But I guess that's not the point, was it? The point was he was dead and he got brought back to life. Well, spoiler alert. (laughs) Were the fluffs not a spoiler alert? Was the killing himself not a spoiler alert? Well, it was in the trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess I didn't realise that he was, like, dead and then got brought back to life. I thought he was just autistic the whole time but 
I think I really misunderstood the yeah. movie. <laughs> well, you didn't realise when he like kept falling over and didn't have a spine and stuff and couldn't move and walk and stuff? I thought he was just like paralysed. I guess so. But he was like cold and dead. His skin was a weird colour because he was oh, dead. Oh, yeah, it was too. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's good to come to a movie without knowing anything about it. <laughs> Sometimes or not. Maybe with this one I should have known a bit more. <laughs> um, I did have a question I wanted to ask you, though. Far away. <laughs> you have strong opinions in movies where they say the title, right? They say the title really weirdly and then you always say roll credits, as in they've just kind of shoved it in there. Yeah. I think you more dislike it when it's lazy writing and they've just done it so that they can include the title mm-hmm. rather than anything mm-hmm. else. In this movie, they don't mention Swiss Army Man at all. They call him the multi-purpose tool guy, right? Yeah. And from my perspective, with them calling him the multi-purpose tool guy, it's like they were trying so hard to not say the title that it became really distracting. It did distract me too, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So in that, I wondered what you thought because they didn't use the title. But if they were like, he's a multi-purpose tool guy and then like... Yeah, he's a Swiss army man. Would that have been even worse, though? Yes, I think that would have been worse. So I think they should have just called him the Swiss army man to begin with, not the multi-purpose tool guy. Mm, okay. That's where you come Paul from. Paul Dana should have just been like, you're like my Swiss army man. And then just And that was on. it, yeah. you know. Or not even mention that at all, maybe. Yeah, because I feel like they were trying so hard to not be obvious with the title that it went almost the mm. other way around. That's where you came from. On the nose. So the directors, uh, it's their first film apparently. They're a team. They're called Daniels. Um, so they've, they've come from a music video background. I think they did well um, getting good performances. I guess they're two good actors though to begin with. How did they get such good actors if it was their first feature film? Well, I think they would have had some experience in the industry if they're doing music videos. And, I guess so, yeah. And they would have got money and stuff, you know. Mm. Um. It's interesting. Yeah, I think it was probably an interesting um, film for those actors to do as well. I think it would have been a really actory, dense movie to yeah. do. Because almost the entire of the film is two actors just playing off each other. One's a corpse. Yeah. yeah. They, both performances were really great. And I think visually maybe their music video background of the directors came into play with the um, Paul Dano's character, like creates kind of things in the jungle that like represent the real world sort of thing and that was all those things were really cool to Mm see and there's some sequences that were like a music video yeah but maybe that's just an easy way to describe it because we know they come from that's true would we describe it as that if we didn't know maybe but Mm. there are some musical moments though i should you know yeah um i think it would be really cool like say the script comes along um daniel radcliffe's desk and it's like the the pitch is you could come play a corpse who farts you see that sort of guy, I love that. Yeah. You know? I don't think it'd take much to convince him to do that. No. No. He's got a really quirky sense of humour. Yeah, definitely. From what I've seen. And, you know, I'm sure he'd appreciate the um, story coming from Harry Potter to yeah. come do this. He'd love it. Yeah. Paul Dano loves a tortured character as well. And this character. I do like watching him get tortured on screen. <laughs> this good. character's quite tortured, so hmm. you can understand why they took the roles. But we haven't really spoken about the movie because we wanted to save it for the podcast. So what did you think? Like, what do you think of the end? What do you think happened? I liked it. 
No, but like what? What? <laughs> Explain it to me then. Explain to me what happened in the movie. Okay, so I think at the beginning he was on a desert island. Right. He was stuck out there on a boat or something. Yeah. Um. So I, I assume he's gone on a trip or something, and he's, you know, stranded himself. Mm-hmm. He's about to kill himself, and then the corpse comes along, and so when he rides the corpse, he actually does come back to the mainland because that you know he finds all the garbage and stuff. But he's so far away from civilization that he's got to travel so far. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the film, he teaches Daniel Radcliffe how to be human and bring him back to life, sort of thing. Yeah. And while he's doing that. He, find, he finds out that Daniel Radcliffe's corpse erections will guide him back into civilization. Sissy, you didn't like that bit, did you? No. Sorry, mums, who are probably listening. Well, we've put it a was, spoiler alert, yeah. It was weird and I felt uncomfortable and I don't know <laughs> what was going on. And so to sustain the erections... <laughs> He makes him fall in love with the girl that's on Paul Dano's phone, but he pretends that it's Daniel Radcliffe's phone. Side note on that, his phone had 10% battery. Mm. So he can't have been there for that long. I guess not. For his phone to still have battery. Well, if you look at the dates on the phone, like on the iPhone lock screen, it was only like a week or so, wasn't it? Ah, I didn't even think about that. But it felt like much longer. So why did it take him so long to find the civilization, but then two seconds to get from there back to the ocean? I think that's one of the points that he was keeping himself away from civilization. Right. So he was purposely so, so to audience to the audience, it seemed like you know he's traveling for ages and ages. But like he, but you look back at it, every time Daniel Radcliffe said something to him, he stopped and then they did like a dance or like a that's true music yeah. video style thing. They created <laughs> yeah. a whole bus sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it's kind of like he was like, oh, no, no one understands me, you know, nothing's happening, but then in my life, you know, and then turns out he was that far away. He was so close to civilization after all. It's crazy. But yeah, he ends up back at the girl. He's like kind of in stalking basically. And then it's weird, the police turn up and he's all right. And then... So at the end, they're all rightly confused and a bit what the heck about everything because mm. it's really creepy that he's got a picture of her on his phone and they didn't really know each other and yeah he's been stalking her yeah and there's this dead guy that he's with and he kind of steals the body and everything yeah is he crazy yeah right i don't think we're supposed to think he was a nice guy or like a well, loving, lovable guy I thought we were on his side, though, because we followed him throughout the whole thing. So I thought we were supposed to see everyone else thinking he was crazy as they're the odd ones. Like he goes on this whole tangent about people who think you're weird and call you names. Mm. But you shouldn't worry about them. I thought that was supposed to be like. It's not the sort of movie where Paul Dano does get the girl in the end and they walk off into the sunset. I no. don't think it was supposed to be that sort of movie. So No, I'm not saying that it was. I'm saying that. Whose side are we supposed to be on in the end? Are we supposed to agree that with everyone, with the police and the girl, that Paul Dano's crazy? Or are we supposed to believe Paul Dano that all of this happened and I why, don't know. Why not both? <laughs> you can be both things. I think this movie is sort of one is saying this is Paul Dano and he is correct and this everything his character does. Mm. I think it's more of a weirdo mind fuck sort of thing and then, you know, it's like, wow, that, that happened. I don't think it's supposed to be you're on this character's side and this is how we should live our lives. I think this is one of the weird ones where it's like this guy's crazy 
Yeah. This is what's happened and draw your own conclusions. Fair enough. One thing I didn't think the movie did as well as it could have was explain all the powers. I thought mm. that the fluffing was very well investigated and thought out and there were lots of scenes to do with that. But the other superpowers he had or mm. if he was a Swiss Army man, all the multi-purpose things he had were just shown in one shot in a montage sequence. And I felt a bit like, I don't know, the whole point of Danny Radcliffe's character was that he was like saving Paul Dano's character and able to do all these things and help him out and all that kind of stuff. And all these things that could help him, like I think there was like his teeth that could chop on rope and like cut it or like a blade or whatever. That was just shown in a quick shot just in a montage. We didn't get to know about many of the other things. Well, I don't think the movie was about that stuff. It was about their connection and them becoming friends and loving each other and stuff. I agree, but I would have liked a bit more explanation on exactly what his powers were and to what extent he could use them. And maybe that's my personality. I like knowing what the rules are first and then we can move on to everything else. It was a fantasy thing. I think it was just whatever happened for the story. Okay. So you think his powers, he didn't have a set power amount of powers beforehand. It was just what was required in the moment. That would no, make sense because... No. I was thinking he had powers. I don't think this story was going to give you a handbook about how they all worked or whatever, though. Yeah. It well, makes sense if, if it was kind of like the room of requirement in certain ways because yeah. when Paul Dana was thirsty, then Danny Radcliffe's character hmm. started spouting out water to yeah, drink. You can make that argument, I reckon, that that's, yeah. that could be it. So when he needed something, that's when the new power would come to surface, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Good, good. Thinking there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what ultimate test I think is whether you think someone else should go watch it. I think you should go watch it, but know that it's a bit weird and it's a bit art house, a bit crazy. But if you go along for the ride, you'll probably get something out of it. Mm. What do you think? I think it would depend on the person who's asking. So, <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> what? Of course it depends who you're talking to, but I think on the whole, generally speaking, people should go watch it. That's what I mean. I wouldn't recommend our mums go see this. Mums, you will not enjoy this movie. What about our dads? Dads, you will not enjoy this movie. <laughs> what about my brother and your sister? My sister would definitely like it because she loves weird art house movies. Your friend Maddie and my friend Dylan. Maddie wouldn't like it. Dylan might. <laughs> Why are you asking that specific people? Because before you're like, defense is asking. <laughs> I was going to group them together. Point is that I wouldn't recommend it to the old generation. I think this movie appeals to young, yes, 20-something, okay. left-wing, art house, creative people. Okay. Is what I, my point okay. was. I was. I take back what I was joking You were taking about. the piss of it, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just it, though. You didn't even care. I guess that's what I was trying to say too, though. If you yeah. go with it the right mind frame. Yeah. And so the people who wouldn't like this wouldn't go with it that mind, you know, that in mind. So I think I'd like to watch it again. Yeah. Now that I know what to expect, now that I know about yeah. the fluffing and I know the ending and I know what it's about, I'd like to rewatch it and maybe think a bit more carefully about what deeper messages it was trying to say. Yeah. It would do with a good rewatch, I reckon. I think it would reward second viewing. There were some really nice points about, you know, the um, 
when Paul Dano's teaching Daniel Radcliffe's character about how to be human and everything, there were some mm. really nice moments about mm. what we do in life and why we do it and why we get married and have babies and why we, you know, don't let on that we like someone or something like that. I just that. Those bits were really nice, like the bits in the bus where he was explaining and the bits where he was explaining marriage and everything. They were really beautiful. Yeah. I think you mentioned last night there were some really, there were a few really good moments in there and then the other 90% of it was just complete crazy mindfuck weirdness. That's cool. Like, I think people would go like, oh, let's go see this crazy movie where you know, Radcliffe's farts and whatever, mm. but then they get those nice bits too. So Yeah, but that would be coming in it from the officer perspective of what I was. Mm. So I was coming in going, oh, this will be nice. There'll be nice moments about, you know, the purpose of life and all that kind of thing. And I only got 10% of that experience, <laughs> you know, whereas if someone else was coming in going, this is the movie where Daniel plays a corpse who fluffs, then I guess they will get the 90% of their experience mm. and then the 10% of the benefits. Mm. So mm. maybe that's where I went wrong coming into the movie with the wrong, not the wrong... Um, not wrong as in bad, wrong as in no, misplaced. Sort yeah, of thing. not yeah. the wrong frame of mind, just a different, I don't know, it's difficult because I don't normally like researching movies before I go because I don't want to be spoiled too much about what's going to mm. happen. Mm. But this one I think it's important to know what you're going into. So how do you balance that when you watch? I can't believe you didn't know about what's happening in it though. I don't know how it missed, you missed that. Okay. So I thought you knew about the movie and stuff. Was it a pretty obvious thing, was it? Oh, I just thought people going to see this movie would know that. I, I thought you knew about it when we – I was like, let's go see this. And you were like, yeah, it's awesome. And like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. All right. So people should go see it? As I said, a <laughs> mum should not. <laughs> okay. Well, there are two listeners, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. It's like when I went to the movies and I saw The Revenant and the woman next to me obviously thought it was just a nice movie with, with um, Leonardo DiCaprio and she left halfway, not even halfway through, like 20 minutes in because she, enough of that, she certainly she left. <laughs> so if you think it's like the cool new bromance between Paul Dano and Dan Radcliffe, it kind of is, but it's also kind of effed up. Yeah. Want to give it a star rating? We haven't done that much. We've done it once, I think. Out of Sam's. Yes. That was how many Sams? What proportion of Sam is it? <laughs> um, I think I'd give it... How many fluffs would you give it? <laughs> I think I'd give it two and three quarter fluffs. Okay. Because I was going to say straight down the middle at two and a half, mm. but it was a bit better than just the average But not for me. quite three. No. So, but if I'd known what it was going in, I think it would have bumped it up to three. Okay. So it's kind of like two toots and then one little one. It's like two good ones yep. that make noise and then one that's just like the wind that's just a <laughs> tiny little breeze. <laughs> I'd give it four. You give it four fluffs? Yeah. Four full-on like post-burrito fluffs? Yeah. I think five would be like clearing the room out sort of thing. Oh, okay. Five's where, honey, you need to go into the next room for a bit. <laughs> or is that where you close the door on me and trap me in there? I don't, I've never done that. Who <laughs> <laughs> do you think I am? Five would be like um, Cooper, the dog we know. <laughs> the dog we know. The dog we know. <laughs> Our beautiful puppy. 
Your parents' puppy. Basically. My family's puppy. Basically our puppy. Basically ours. He loves me the most. He does horrendous fluffs. He does. And then he, he, he comes fluffs on us and runs out of the room. He's like, <laughs> oh, jeez, guys, it stinks in here. <laughs> so to recap, um, if you're in a crowd, walk properly. And if you're going to make a movie about Daniel Radcliffe being a farting corpse, let Sine know before she goes to see it. You said fart. Oh, I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> you said the bad word then with lots of gumption just to annoy me, didn't you? And then I almost fart. said it. Stop fart. it. No. Fart. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Fart, everyone. No. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 